0: In this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, it is part two where me and my brother James share our thoughts on some of the top French prospects that we believe could be selected in the 2024 NBA draft. In the last episode, we talked about Alex R, Melvin Ajinka, and Pacone, Diadet. We just Dadia. call him P- Dadia. We call him P.D. Now, this episode, we're going to talk about Zachary Risa, share one of the more divisive prospects in this class. Also, we're going to talk about T. John, Salon, who I think could be the biggest winner in the 2024 NBA draft based off of his play this season. And then also Zachary Pirin, a guy that has been very productive over the years, who I also believe has a chance to be selected in the 2024 NBA draft. Stay tuned to hear our thoughts on three more French prospects in part two of, I don't know, I don't even have a title for this episode, but part two of the top French prospects in 2024. Each and every person that has made the locked on NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow. Got my brother, James Barlow, with me again. I mean, well, when it's me and my brother, it's we got chemistry, whether it's hooping, even though we haven't played two on two in a while, we need, we need to get on that. Play, hey, but yeah. if, if you guys in, in the draft Twitter world want to challenge me and my brother in a game of two on two, let's make it happen. But right now, we just. We're we just talking basketball. We're not really playing basketball. But this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NBA. You can get $20 off your first purchase. Once again, thank you for making the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. Whether you're listening in the car, on the way to work, at the gym while you're working out, where you're listening, where you're not supposed to be at work, or I'm sorry, while you're listening. While you're not supposed to be listening, while you're supposed to be doing your job, but I appreciate each and every listen. Share, subscribe, comment. That's the best way we're gonna grow this channel. Because basketball season is here. We got a lot of takes to get off, not necessarily hot takes. We're not dudes out here just firing off hot takes to grow the channel, whatever. This is just exactly how we feel. And we shared our thoughts on three prospects in the last episode. And in this episode, I want to start off with Zachary Reese's Definitely one of the more divisive prospects in this draft class. I've seen someone have number one. Number one? Number one. I've seen him number one on on a, a draft board. And it was like a pretty respectable sight in a sense. I've seen him mid first round. I've seen him late first round. I've seen him second round. And I have my personal opinions on Reese's Share, which could be changing a little bit. But before I get into mine, I wanted to hear your thoughts on Zachary Reese's Share. Okay. Um,
1: I think he's Corey Brewer, man. (laughs) What? Hold on now. Listen to me. Corey Brewer was a seventh pick in a draft. Okay. Had a 50-point game. He had a (laughs) 50-point game. Corey Brewer played 12 years in the NBA. Okay. Corey Brewer's best seasons were 12 points. Four rebounds, two assists, right? Okay. Corey Brewer, just stop me when I'm wrong. A slasher, not a shot creator for himself, right? Corner, great in transition. Mm-hmm. Does that sound like Zachary Reese has shared to you? Again, yeah. here's the thing, though. Look, I don't see. Again, we talk about the French, the French brothers, and shot creation isn't really their thing. I don't see shot creation, and I don't mean Corey Brewer is no bad thing. Like again, he was hey, a lot. he has a twelve-year career, you have a twelve-year career. A, you had a, a That's a win. And yeah. again, he was a seventh pick in the draft, right? He's won at every level, yeah. College and the NBA. Was it, he was on the Mavs team, right? Yeah, he was on that Mavs team. He okay. didn't. Play, he was hurt, but he was on the Mavs team. And Aaron Buller were hurt. I believe so. I know, yeah, I know Brewer didn't play in the finals. Okay, but again, I just don't see. I see a first round pick, but I see limited upside. He moves. I think it's filled for the game, but the ball in his hands is just not strong enough for me to have him go that high. And again, everybody's opinion is, is their opinions. I respect your opinion. I'm just going by what I see. So when me saying Corey Brewer, I don't. I don't mean that as a negative. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm just that. Just just goes by what I see. Now again, we're, we're filming this today. It's what Sunday the eighth. He got loose and had a 24-point game, right? right? But again, what did it look like, right? I'm not talking, a 24-point game as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old in the professional, professional league, setting yeah. is fantastic. But what did it look like? A couple wide-open jump shots, mm-hmm. some slashing, right? Some cutting, right? In your mind, is that a top five pick when you're not creating for others? When you're not putting the ball on the ground, when you're not making plays, when you have to be spoon-fed or force-fed when you're playing off of somebody, I just don't buy that personally. Now, again, if you put him in the right situation and he's asked to play off of other guys, he's going to be fine. Again, Corey Brewer, right? He had some good years in Denver. He had some good years in Minnesota, right? He he played for a championship team. They thought he was going to be a missing piece before he got hurt. For those Mavs team. Now, again, you know, he played for a bunch of teams down the line, but he has a 50-point game. Yeah. You know, you know what I respect about you? I'm not saying this because you're my brother.
0: Your comparisons aren't visual. Like, a lot of people will compare someone to another player because they look alike visually, right? So, if a guy is dark-skinned with dreads, they'll compare him to another dark skin with I, dreads. I call those
1: complexion comparisons. Yeah,
0: you, that was... So I know somebody's listening to this. They're gonna be like, "What?" But if they looked alike, like physically, then I think some people would be like, "Oh yeah, I can see the comparison." But they don't look nothing alike, so that throws people off. And so here's, here's what's gonna
1: work: every white European player that can dribble and play pick and roll is gonna be the next Austin Reeves going forward. An American sense. player. It doesn't matter. White, just white player. White yeah. player who can dribble, put the ball on the ground. Make plays for himself. That's going to be the comparison. That's just because, like, I think not- as humans, we—that's just what we do. Yeah, right. But again, that's just what I saw from uh, Risa Share. Again, I'm not saying I don't like him. I just don't like him to where we talking about the number one pick or even the top five pick. Again, I know this draft. It's gonna, it's gonna get, Why? it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna look, it's gonna get spooky, as they would say. Like we don't know where guys are gonna go, right? But it's just again from what I see, have seen from him, and then that's not just at the level that he's playing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for um, is it JLM? Jail
0: board. I'm actually going to watch
1: Risa share play
0: later on this week. Okay, I'm gonna see him live. It'll be like my. Probably my third or fourth time seeing him live. And I'm just as confused on him as any prospect that I've evaluated in the last few years. Corey Brewer wasn't the name that came to mind. Actually, I didn't even have like a, a player comparison. He has what NBA teams are looking for as far as size, the the potential to be like this, shoot, pass, dribble wing. Dribble where? He he
1: dribbles a, a little bit when he's playing with like okay with well, his age group. But here's the thing when I watched him in the under nineteen, he he shot forty four percent. under-19. to his defense. They say he was
0: battling an injury. He wasn't. Man. He wasn't. I didn't. Wasn't that's good. not what
1: I saw though. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I saw again. I saw spot up, get out in transition, slash, and finish. That's Corey Brewer to me. Right? Fair. And again, it's not okay that there's there's levels to it there's slash shoot threes that turns into Jalen Brown mm-hmm. he's not like that so again it's no disrespect hey man if I'm wrong I'm I'm glad to be wrong it's okay I'm not gonna tell him to delete the footage or anything like yeah. that like if I'm wrong I'm wrong man I'll be wrong again but I just don't see top of the draft from him and that's fair so my
0: first time seeing him play. I don't know if it it was, you know what? I think the first time I saw him play (laughs) was on my wedding day. Okay. So I got married in Paris, and um, he was playing for Asvel, And then Asvel played Paris basket, so the game was in Paris. Now, I'm not, I didn't go to see him play. I went to see Victor, the Bayama play. Victor was playing for Asvel, And in France, they have what they call the Esports League. And it's like, basically, it's JV and varsity. The JV game, they started at like 5 o'clock. And the varsity game, they started at like 9. You get there early. Then there's like a big window. They clear everybody out so they can charge people. You get into those games for free. So researcher was probably 15 years old, maybe, 16 years old. And they blew out. As Vell's U21 team blew out Paris basket. When I watched that game, I saw, like, man, he was finishing the transition. I mean, he was getting buckets. And I even did a podcast. I think if you go back and listen, around November 2021, I did a podcast on Zachary Reese's year. That's how much I believed in his game at that time. Fast forward, 21-22 season, I was planning to spend the whole season in Europe just evaluating prospects for future drafts. Asville, their Adidas next generation team was playing a tournament in Belgrade. So I'm l- looking at research show like, okay, this, this is the dude. Did not have a strong tournament. It's like he showed what everybody sees in him when his team was winning, when they were up by a significant mm. margin. But if it was a tight game or a close game, I didn't see much out of him. So there was a championship game where they, they won the championship game of this particular um, uh, Adidas Next Generation face in Belgrade. And I think he may have had 11 points, but it was like an unimpactful event. he may not even had 11, but there was no impact on the game. So then I've been following him and I see the, the talent, like the wing and all that. I just never have seen him dominate a game. Now, this weekend, the the game that he just had may have been the best game that I've seen him play back other than the game that he saw was like a blowout game in under-21s. Actually, you know what? I need to take a break because I can go on and on talking about Zachary Reese's share. When we return, I'm going to share more of my thoughts on Zachary Reese's share. Stay tuned. I want to talk to you about game time. Have you ever wanted to buy tickets and just had issues buying last minute tickets, or you buy tickets and then, right when you're about to pay, you got this crazy price where it jumps? But with game time, they have last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, and they have it on the app where everything is all inclusive. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They actually show you views from the venue and they have a low price guarantee event cancellation protection and job loss protection so even if you lose your job and you already bought the tickets game time will help you get your money back and they have deals on tickets right up to the very last minute and even an hour before it starts it is the best the best place to find last minute tickets i know a few months back i was in new york wanted to go to a yankees game while i was there for the draft went the game time Got some tickets, and it's not only sports, it's comedy, theater, and all you have to do is download the Gangtime app. Create an account, use the code NBA. you can get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, use the code NBA, and you get $20 off. Download the Gangtime app, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, I left off talking about Zachary Sashir. And my concern with him is when you watch him play live, like he's a guy that you can be tricked. And I don't want to come out sounding negative, but you can be tricked if you go on Synergy and you just watch his games and you just watch his clips. You can see different things. But if you watch him live in a full game, you can see that there are times where he just doesn't have an impact on games. Now, I know that I mentioned that. They say he was dealing with an injury this summer. But in, I want to say it was the U19, I don't know if it was the final game or a semifinal game. It was a game against Spain, which France and Spain to me are the biggest rivals as far as youth levels in basketball. I think they're always going to meet at in the championship rounds when they're representing their country. And obviously, those serve you in the mix. But he has zero points, five turnovers, and I think like he took one shot I've heard he was hurt but I've seen multiple games where the bigger the game the bigger the moment the less I see of him so that is my concern but here's mm. where I struggle <clears throat> okay? because because I have a tendency to see a guy that has a certain talent and I think dang he should be dominating especially in Europe, because I think sometimes there's a huge talent gap between the guys that are the NBA prospects and the ones that aren't. So I tend to say, like, hey, if you're an NBA prospect you're on draft boards, I want to see you dominate. I rarely see that with French players other than Victor, but it's easy for him to dominate his generation on the national team because he was just so much better than, than everyone else. But with Risa share, I feel like, he's more talented than a lot of the guys that he's playing against, but sometimes he plays down to the competition, which is why the way he played in first division when he had, what, 24 points, it's like, was it him being held back by this whole, you know, like everybody eats offense that you see with a lot of the French national teams or even like on some of the under-21 teams, or... Does he have a different level of confidence playing with older guys? But then again, I'm concerned because I've also said that in bigger games, I don't see the best out of him. So it is totally, totally confusing. If you have him as a top five pick, I don't agree with you, but I I guess I can see why you like him. If you think he's a second round pick, I totally get it. So in my notes, I put that he has a good combination of size, skill, and upside, even though you don't think he has much upside. He has NBA positional size. I think he's a capable ball handler, not like super creative, but I think he's a capable ball handler. I think that he shows some flashes. You got to like dig through the vault and watch all of his clips, but I think he shows some flashes of creativity off the bounce. He had a couple plays in the pro A game where he made like turnaround jumpers. I'm like, okay. I think he has some good passing instincts. I like the fact that he passes the ball ahead, which may not sound like a, a major trait, but there are some guys that just don't pass the ball ahead in transition. I think there's promise as a shoot, dribble, and pass wing. I think defensively, he's active. I think he's more active on the defensive end than on the offensive end sometimes. And I do, like I said, I think there's potential as a shooter. Now, here are my concerns. He can shoot. Yeah, and I think that's why... You can say at the very minimum, he, and I know you don't like 3 and D, guys. You talked about the last episode. But I think at the very minimum, you can say 6'8". He may be even taller than that wing that can shoot that, has, that is not just the guy that just stands in the corner and shoots. So Here's my concern. Some games, I feel like he lacks this competitive fire. Like I mentioned, there are times that I thought he's disappeared in big games. And I mentioned the 0.5 turnovers in 23 minutes in, a, in a, a, a big matchup against Spain. I think while he can handle the ball a little, there are times where he does not look like a confident ball handler and he picks up his dribble. And I put he picks up his dribble too often. One of my concerns is he shies away from contact, does not always embrace physicality. I think that he has promise as a passer, but his decision-making is a little off sometimes. But I think that comes with age. And the fact that he doesn't get to the foul line because he's not embracing physicality and not being aggressive and getting downhill. And I also think that he's a, a poor finisher at the rim. Now, some of that can be fixed with added strength. Some of that could be youth, because he still is pretty young. But those are my concerns. And I know y'all see you <laughs> moving around. If you're not, man, if you're just listening, then you can't see it. But his body language
1: is twisting and turning
0: every time I said man, something. It the just, floor is yours. It
1: just sounds like people want him to be Ron Holland,
0: man, and that's not him you know what's crazy is he may have more natural skill than Ron Holland yeah, but Ron, Ron has that, that dog man he's, he's, he's a dog The mo- you never ever will watch a Ron Holland game and be like I didn't see him do anything for five minutes
1: and, you, and everything that you say like the flashes Ron shows those flashes Ron is trying to bang on you so again we, this is not the Ron Holland podcast but it sounds like he's everything Ron Holland is not and not in a good way. That's fair. If you were a team based off of what you've seen and your knowledge of 2024, this draft, is he a first-round pick? I'd take him in the first round. Yeah, I'm not, again, the Corey Brewer is not slander by -hmm. any means, right? But I'm thinking 20s to 30s for that pick. So here's my concern.
0: He played at the, um, what's the, 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 the the classic in Portland. I can't think of the name right now. Um, you know, where they play at the Blazers Arena? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He I'm played at that.
0: You. And I didn't see a strong performance out of him in that particular game. Can he play in the NBA, even in college basketball, at a high level every night? Now, again, the, the reason why he's so divisive to me is because... Maybe in my mind, I want him to be one way, but maybe realistically, he's already prepared for the role that he's going to play. So that sounds like limited upside, right? The NBA. Well, I think the up, limited upside could just be more
1: so just like mentality. That's fair. I just feel like I don't trust. I, I think his handle is weak and he doesn't finish and he's not. He's gonna. He's to me. He's always gonna be somebody that you're gonna have to get him the ball to create offense for. But you don't like three and D guys. I that don't. Role. But at the but same there time, there has to be somebody. You no. Know, that... But at the same time, like it's not. It's not something that I would shoot for within the top ten picks in the draft. Right. Right. That's just not but my even, preference. Well,
0: but this draft is a weak draft, so you got to look at it like... Let's not say... Let's say it's a different... It's, it's, it's considered a draft weak draft. Because, again, yeah. I
1: like Sar a lot. If he's LaMarcus Aldridge, like, that's... You'll take that. Yep. You know? I don't know quite who Ron Holland is right now, but he can play. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... I don't, I don't want to call it weak. It's weak because last year we got however many, you know... Superstars, potential superstars, all stars. Yeah. So, relatively speaking, even in this relatively speaking weak draft, I still just don't see him as a top ten guy. And let me let me go back. I, sh- I should stop saying weak
0: draft because a lot of people thought twenty twenty was a weak draft, and that was what Lamelo, Anthony Edwards, yeah, Maxie's probably gonna be an all star Hall- at some point. Halliburton, Halliburton, exactly. So. I think that draft, a lot of people were.
1: I'm not a fan of calling the draft weak before guys even step foot in it. Let's, I, I, let's, I apologize. Let's, let's, call, let's call it weak five years. Wide open draft. Yeah, it's a All wide right. Open draft.
0: When we return, I want to talk about T. John Salon,
1: who I
0: am absolutely a big fan of. Like, I, I think that he is a terrific prospect that has some flaws, but I think they can easily be fixed. Stay tuned to hear our thoughts on TJ, T. John Stallone, who I think is gonna be your first round pick. I wanna to talk to you about Jace Medical, because with a Jace case, you can get five life-saving antibiotics just in case you have an emergency and now to get a jace case all you have to do is fill out a form and you can actually jump on a call with a board certified physician you can get ongoing care from physicians on any treatment related questions doctor created and doctor rec amended do not be caught unprepared the jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones when the unexpected happens that's why jace medical provides a jace case with the five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and they give you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping to have access to medication in an emergency jace medical is simple they handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care so do not get caught unprepared and you can get twenty dollars off these life-saving antibiotics today at Jace Medical by using the code lock on checkout. That is jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medicalcom Alright, last segment, we went basically two segments talking about Zachary Risa Share. Again, he's divisive. And there's gonna be different opinions on, on Risa Share, but one of the things that I have to say is that. The same opinions that I had about SAR, I had about Risa Share, and then seeing a change of scenery in SAR has, you know, made his stock increase in my opinion. And maybe that's the same for Risa Share. So again, like I said, I could see if someone really likes him and I could see if someone has really big concerns. But with T John Salon is a guy that I don't have major concerns about. I saw him play at Basketball Without Borders All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. I thought he played well. My, my biggest concern with him was he just seemed raw. Like, the shot selection was off. I mean, like, he was, I mean, he didn't lack confidence. But I, I loved the physical tools. I thought he played hard. I thought he was tough. And I was like, man, I like this dude. And then the way he's been playing this year, I'm like, He's a first-round pick in 2024. I did not see that as early as February. I thought 2025 guy, got to keep on your radar. But now I think he's turned a corner. What are your thoughts on him? And I'll share my scouting report on him.
1: I think you're higher on him than I am, though I still like him. Okay. Um, he's long, like arms for days, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mechanics look great on his jump shot um you know i think he's a stretch four but he can put the ball on the ground again that's very important to me because again we're going to chase you off the line if you can shoot Mm -hmm. right um and he's improved his handle from uh when i saw him play in the under 18s versus today so So if you would have saw him before that that's why the that's why i'm so high on him because the trajectory is yeah so i can i can see the improvement um My concerns, though, he might have some Ben McLemore in him, man. The jump shot is pretty, but it doesn't go in as often as you think it should. (laughs) No disrespect to Ben McLemore. Hey, I... (laughs) Hey, man. I thought
0: Ben McLemore was going to be Ray Allen. I I didn't think Ray Allen, but when when I watched him at Kansas, that he came out of nowhere in a sense, he was making everything, and then they were running like that backdoor cut for him, and he was... Catching lobs, but then I I remember asking the NBA players, like, why can't Ben McLemore stick? He was like, hey, man, that man got the worst hands I've ever seen. And then he told me, look at this clip. And this is not a Ben McLemore bash session. But there's this clip. If you Google Kawhi Leonard Ben McLemore, and I, I only knew this because the NBA player told me that his hands were weak. And he was saying, like, you could just take the ball out of his hand. So there's a clip. I don't, did I ever show it to you? No, you told
1: me this story before. If
0: you Googled on YouTube, he's driven a ball, and Kawhi Leonard just snatches it out of his hand like you snatch the ball out of like someone you don't respect. And then there was just multiple plays where guys would just take the ball out of his hands, and he said, yeah, we can. So then what made this even funnier, and I know I'm going on a tangent here, there was this clip of Ben McLemore wearing gloves, and he's catching the ball out of the shooting gun. <laughs> if you go on his Instagram page, you can find it where you got, like, on the shooting gun, you shoot the ball
1: comes out. He, was catching the he has
0: on gloves, and he's catching it like wide receiver <laughs> gloves. And so that's when I knew, like, hey, that's the reason why they say his hands are weak. So they were saying, like, he bobbles passes and puts the ball oh, on the floor. Shoot.
1: You can just take. So anyway. Oh, man, look, I just know Ben McElmore J is patient. Picture- look. Well, they need to make it to 2K maybe it's a two K. Ben thing,
0: because ben, <laughs> <laughs> nah, ben, no. ben, ben Wallace
1: is Jay was Ben Wallace had the elbow in,
0: he flicked his wrist, he just <laughs> probably couldn't feel his fingertips. <laughs> and that's why life was bad.
1: <laughs> nah. But All ben, right, we're on the tangent here. Ben McIlhore he should have the shooting mode on two K, man, because like his form, his mechanics. Or perfect. And you look up, man, he shot like 34% from three. And I mean, he was supposed to be a shooter. He was supposed to be a shooter. Yeah. So again, to bring to bring this back to my man Tijon, man, like he shot twenty nine percent from three in the under eighteen. He I got shooting, thirty-four. Thirty-four? Yep. Maybe I looked at the wrong year. Uh but he shot he's shooting twenty-two percent from three for Chalet right now. So um yeah, I just I, you know, again. So you talked about, I talked about, too, his handle has improved. He's a work in progress, all right? Again, I don't expect you to be Dirk Nowitzki. But right now, the J looks prettier than the results. And that's just is what it is right now with him. Um, I kind of question his rebounding. A little bit for his athletic and as long as he is, I feel like he should be a better rebounder. Again, Mm -hmm. I know they don't play the minutes that, you know, the minutes don't always translate to stats, but I just feel like he should be a better rebounder than what he is. But again, like, you can see as you go back and you watch, like, the further you go back of his film, you see, like, the progress that he's made. Yeah. So, like, you know, me saying he's Ben Macklemore, <laughs> you know, he may not stay Ben Macklemore. He might turn himself into a service He's talking shooter. about the shooting, the not, shooting. not
0: comparing no, him no, no, to no, no. Ben Macklemore. I'm
1: just saying, like, again— ben... somebody could aggregate this and— No, nah, don't chop that up, man. Ben Macklemore Jay look pretty, man. But, you know, unless he's playing with Harden, he's probably not making him like he should. Yep. But, um, but that's how I feel about T.J. Salon. Again, I see the upside— Again, if you told me, he seemed like a he seems like a a, a thunder pick. Like, it's the 27th oh, yeah. pick. But they can't, they can't, they
0: can't keep do, having nah, too nah, many nah, of those. No, nah, no, nah, But I'm just <laughs> saying. He they seemed,
1: need a B team. Yeah, he seemed like a thunder guy. We're like, okay, we see the future. We see the vision. We're going to take him at 25, 26, mm-hmm. let him develop out here. They they, they they That's the team I feel
0: like Sam Presti has. The job security where he can say, if I like him at 15, I'm going to take him at 15. That's true too. Other GMs will be like, I like him at 15, but I might lose my job if I take him at 15. So, let me trade yeah. and then make a trade and try to get him at 20. I think the Spurs are—and he—I'd say Raptors, Spurs, Heat, and— Raptors, Spurs, Heat, and Thunder are the teams that if they like they like you, him they like you. at 15 14, they'd be like, we're going to take him. Yeah. So here's my thoughts on him. I like the size and the frame. They got him listed at 6'9". He couldn't be bigger than that. Broad shoulders, and I have good mechanics on shot. <laughs> but see, I say he's a promising shooter off the catch. I say it's promising. James just said, compared him to a guy that's a shooter that can't shoot. <laughs> I like the fact that he finishes with both hands around the rim. That's not something you see out of a prospect that you kind of put in the category as being raw. Impressive, bouncy athlete. Vertical lob threat. He can attack closeouts. I like that he got a little spin move to avoid defenders. I saw that. He's active off the ball as an intuitive cutter. I like the fact that if there's a smaller guy on him, he will try to post up a smaller wing. I I I like that... That dog in competitive fire. I put that he has some grit and toughness to his game. He's not afraid of contact. I think there's potential as a pull-up shooter. I see him as a guy that's athletic and big and maybe developing the wing skills, the shooting stuff, is just something that he's just had to add. He probably hasn't had to do that prior to the last couple of years. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think that he's really had to like or really work on his shooting because he's always been bigger and athletic and i still think that he's somewhat of, of a late bloomer so yeah. i think the shooting is going to be fine that's why i have him as a i think there's promise as a pull-up shooter i put that he's efficient around the rim like whatever level i've watched him at he's been an efficient finisher he's quick off his feet at the under 18s he had 15 dunks in eight games He plays the passing lanes. He shot 65% on twos. Now, my concerns are he's still raw. I think the decision-making has a long way to go. Even when I watched him, like I said, at Basketball Without Borders, he just made some really, some, I don't want to say bad decisions, but decisions to where he could be sped up. He was playing too fast. And I think with more experience, um, that can be fixed. I think that with his athleticism, like you said about his rebounding, I think with, with his athleticism and how, he quick, how he's quick off his feet, I would like to see him become a better shot blocker. Because mm-hmm. if he is a, a – I think the motor is good. But if he's like a rebounder and like weak side rim protector, then you really got something there. Okay. So i like to uh, – I just wish that he was a better shot blocker. Put that he's turnover prone, 62% at the foul line. Is what he shot. So, so okay, hold on, hold on. But
1: that's not terrible. Sixty-two percent at the foul line, twenty-two percent from three right now. Can he feel his fingertips? He, he's, he's young. He's
0: young. <laughs> I think I think, I think there's there's promise there. I think there's it looks good. There. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize it in my notes. It should be a better rebound. <laughs> <laughs> so See? I think there's promise there, like you said, I think there's certain teams that are gonna gamble on the upside. Yeah. I mean if, if I'm the Thunder, he's definitely a Thunder guy. Like, and, hey, we're going to sit in with Chip England,
1: yeah. and we're going to fix that. And if there's ever a year to do it in a wide-open draft, it's this year. Yep. All right.
0: The last prospect that we are going to talk about is someone that –
1: Let me go first on this one.
0: All right. I'm going to introduce Go ahead. Him. The go player ahead. I want to talk about is Zach Pirin. He is someone that I've been watching for years – And I just watched him as like, man, this guy is good. But I never thought like NBA. I thought he's just productive. And then I watched him this summer. And then I watched him, you know, some games this season. I'm like, I think I can see it. I think there's a role for him in the NBA. Hey, man, look. Uh Uh-oh. look. Is this, this, are you you either going to strongly agree or strongly disagree? (laughs) I can tell you set me up for this.
1: He's not the best French prospect, but he's my favorite French prospect. I knew it. I knew it was, knew it was Look, something. Look, he got work with both hands. Yep. He finishes with both hands well, and I'm not just talking about bangs. I'm talking like push shots Jump hooks. Yeah, he's a guy that when you watch his film,
0: you're like, all right, I gotta see him shoot a jumper to figure out which hand he is. But he He don't shoot jumpers. Nah, he
1: shot one. He banged it. He banged the three off the rip from straight on. But you
0: gotta watch a lot. You gotta either go like you just say, all right, I'm gonna go watch all this clip on synergy. If you're trying to like cheat. and not necessarily, like, watch four games. You're going to have to keep watching yeah, and watching. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, right, Okay, let, let, me, let me find a free throw attempt to figure <laughs> out which hand he is because hey, he's not shooting nah, jumpers.
1: But, again, no, nah, legit, like, if you don't pay attention, you don't know what hand he is. Yeah, yeah. But, look, this is my favorite player from France right now. I, I'm high on Saar, okay? I call him Audridge. I like Aldridge. But this dude right here, mm-hmm. rough, he he got it. Okay. He's got it. Look, Read your notes. Let me, let me tell you, look, we got finishing. I told you, finishes with both hands. He's got the grab and go. I love bigs that rebound and initiate breaks. I want to ask something about his rebounding. Out of all the guys that I watched this year, he's the best
0: at grabbing a rebound at his high point. Yes. Like the ball doesn't, like he goes and gets it, but he is getting the ball
1: like above and, the rim and, on the rebound and like his timing is yeah, impeccable and he's rebounding next to other bigs like that's he's he's got it yep look the dude can pass yep i'm talking again we're not talking about like uh he caught the ball in the post and he's pe- like i'm talking as a role man he's hitting guys in the corner Quick decisions. Quick decisions. I, I saw a live ball pass. Like, he's dribbling, and he hit somebody in the corner. I know you're a fan of uh, post-up basketball. You want to see it from the guards? Look, you switch a guard on him, he's going to put him in the can, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he checks all those boxes. I was kind of – is he a forward power forward? No, he's a straight center to me, right? Cuts. He passes. He's a dunker. Big body dude. He protects. He's a shot blocker. I see the motor, and I see he has. He should have the ability to defend switches in the pick and roll. Yep. Again, if you, I, I, I was, I got so caught up, man, in the film in the moment, I didn't get to look at his free throw percentages. So I need to. I, I'm gonna have to get back to you on whether or not he has any ability to shoot. But you know, he's a center, man. I don't care. He's a rim running big, right?
0: You think he can anchor defense? Because I feel like in today's NBA. If you're a center, you either have to space the floor or anchor the D.
1: I think he can do it. I think he can anchor a defense. Uh, and, again, he's going to be – he's shooting like 68%. He don't miss. He, he takes good miss. shots. The- yeah. He, it's, it's, to me, he's as plug and play as it gets. He might be the safest guy. For sure. You Look, you pair him with any point guard, young point guard, he's going to eat. Big body dude scream, he's gonna dunk, and like I said, he can pass, man. Mm-hmm. He can pass like for real pass. Not like a good passer for a big man, but like he can pass. And like it's impressive, man. And like I said, I saw him, I'm like, yo man, hey, I, I know that this is um, you know, we in the the space and pace era of the NBA, mm-hmm. but like I would take Zachary, they said P- Ren on the tape, I'm gonna call him P-Ren. Zach P. I'm gonna call. I, I like Zach P. I'm I'm high on Zach P. Yeah,
0: I I agree. Like like so I've been watching him for years, and then it just finally kind of clicked with me. Like wait a minute, I've been sleeping on him because there's some guys that have bigger draft buzz than him. He got and it though. Because there's a few guys on on the French team. There's another guy named Noah Penda who's just productive, and you're like you know what. I just got to go by the production. But here's here's a question, if you're the listener, if you're a deep draft guy. And I know, like, Ethan Almanza is, like, arguably the, the greatest international junior ever as far as, like, winning three straight MVPs at the U-17s, 18s, and 19s in two summers, and he's won multiple gold medals. He is not, and I like, I mean, he... It was a guy that I was uh, kind of iffy on, but then I just saw his value when he played for the Ignite. But Zach P., I don't know if the gap between those two is as big as a lot of people make it out to be. Now, again, Almanza's resume is just ridiculous, but they do a lot of the same things. Now, here's my notes on on Zach. Good athlete with size and mobility. Rebounds the ball at his high point. Quick off the floor. Good vertical pop. Effective roadman score runs the floor in transition at the minimum he's your energy guy and finisher he can attack on straight line drives even though he doesn't space the floor he's comfortable putting the ball on the, on the ground and making a play there strong frame broad shoulders i like his upside as a low post score mm. i saw plays where they they gave him the ball in a post and he knew what to do with it like yeah. i hate watching bigs get the ball on the block, on a switch, and they have no idea what to do with it. Like, they don't know. They don't have the pace. Like, he got to back down, get to my spot, turn around. And you run.
1: don't know which shoulder he's turning off. Yeah. I
0: put that um, has a fundamental low post game of footwork. Like, he's worked on scoring on the block, finishes with both hands around the rim. I put he's a very promising passer, makes quick decisions with the ball, can make live dribble reads, rebound and run through that dog. Our, our, our notes are the same. He gives teams extra possessions. Now, here's the crazy thing. Like, when I evaluate players, I usually have strengths and areas of concern. Yours look like mine. And usually, it's it can be 50-50. It can be 40% strength, 60% areas of concern. When I have his notes, I wish I could show you. There's only one area of concern. He doesn't space the floor. doesn't space the floor and shooting upside. Other than that, I think he can defend. I think that he does a little bit of everything to where he's good enough to where you're like, this is one of the safest picks
1: in the draft. Let's not overthink it, man. I don't care he doesn't space the floor. I don't need every big doesn't have to space the floor. Yeah. All right. We can put four guys around you to space the floor. And we can, you can space the floor as a vertical threat. You can space the floor by being a rim runner too. Mm -hmm. Cause that's exactly what he's going to do. Uh, Yeah, man. I'm not gonna overthink it, man. Sign me up. Yeah.
0: I, I, I like him. I like him a lot. And what do you think about him as a rim protector?
1: I, I've seen. Uh, I, I trust his motor. I, I can't so remember. So you're saying like he doesn't have
0: to be like in a rim protector, but he is a guy that will make multiple efforts well, on let defense. Me, let
1: me get a ta- let me get a, a take off real quick. Okay, rim protection isn't the, the only thing that's important for Has- bigs. Hassan Whiteside. Hassan. Okay, again, <laughs> the all, all spring we heard they're gonna attack Jokic and pick and roll, right? And again, Jokic is Jokic. We're not saying that, you know, I, I, I'm a Piran fan, but he's not Jokic, right? But Jokic is always in correct position on defense. He's always seven feet on defense. If he needs to show, he's going to show. And rebounding is defense. And rebounding <laughs> is definitely defense, yeah. right? He's going to show. He's going to get deflections, right? He's going to just be big in space. So, to me, rim protection isn't everything. It's important, but it's not everything. Yeah, and you can say the Nuggets won a championship without a rim protector. The Warriors won a championship the year before without a rim protector. Yeah. So again, it's important, but also, are you, you know, again, I, this may be not fair to, to to young Zach right now, but again, like I trust his motor, I trust his athletic ability. Is he going to do? The, is he going to have the 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 discipline to be that kind of defensive anchor? Well that just, you know, we have to wait and see. But again, the athleticism, the motor, uh, you know, it I don't see how he can't be a good defender. I might have to label you president
0: of the Zach P hey, Fan man Club. Look, man, look. You you, you stole me. <laughs> you so I mean I was high on him, but and our notes are the same. He but jumps
1: off the screen,
0: right He he definitely does. He's a guy that when you watch you're like you, you know he's out there. And that was my concern about Reese's share. Because he fits the mold that every team Mm -hmm. is looking for a wing. But I can't say that I've watched his film and be like this pops out. I did the first time I saw him play, but it was in a situation where they were blowing the team out. But Zach P, I think you're going to get consistent effort. And the the way he finishes around the rim it's it's quick off his feet. It's like it's weird. It's, It's quick off his feet. He finishes with dunks. He's not like exploding and and just playing way above the rim, but it's fast. Like, if he catches the ball, offensive rebound, he's going right up, and it's just like an effortless dunk.
1: And to me, if you look at, like, Charlotte drafted Mark Williams high, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't overthink it. He checked those boxes. You know what I'm saying? I feel like
0: they didn't overthink it, but they played him last year. He should have been their guy from day one.
1: They weren't going to be good. You might as well just play him from day one. Well, I mean, that's because they had Plumlee there, too. I mean, yeah, you're, not your gonna be good. Yeah, you're not going to be good. You're not going right? to be good. What did they
0: get for Plumlee in trade? We don't even I mean, right.
1: Okay. Uh <laughs> I feel like last year teams overthought it with Walker Kessler. Definitely. Like sometimes, man, like you a center, man, it's 20- Jalen Duran. Yeah, don't overthink it, bro. Yeah. It's 2023. This is what bigs are unless they're like special special. Don't overthink it, bro. Did did the Thunder pass up Duran? He went 10, didn't he? No, they didn't pass him up, cause they took the other the other brother, right? Uh
0: I thought they passed, I thought they passed, I thought they took
1: Ushman Jang ahead of him. They did, they did. Mmm, dang. You imagine, you imagine, hold on, Ralph. You remember Jay Jalen Williams, Jalen Duran, and Chet? Maybe they shouldn't have went for all that upset. Don't overthink it. That, yeah. that, you know what? That's a podcast
0: episode right there. We're going to talk about some guys We can tell teams, don't overthink it. He's one. All right, that wraps up part two of our thoughts on the top French prospects in the 2024 NBA draft. Once again, it's Raphael Bartlett with my brother James. Next episode, we're going to ask the question. We're going to talk about, is it over for small guards? Is the NBA just off small guards? We're going to share our thoughts.